I'm not just hoping. I'm not just wishing. I know I'm praying to a God who listens. Friends, that's why I'm anxious. The fact is, uh, this series that we're in, Anxiousless, is, uh, I think, a series for anyone that may feel their spirits a little bit heavy. Um, you know, through this series, the, I, I believe that as we cast our anxieties and our cares on God, that I believe God will calm our worries. He'll calm our fears. And I believe we can live anxiousless in, in our lives. You know, oftentimes some of the, the biggest battles that you face in life are the ones nobody sees. You know, they're the battles that we fight in our minds. You know, on the outside, I've found that people will look confident, they'll look calm, strong. But inside, you find out that, you know, we struggle so many times secretly. We're insecure. We, we feel weak at times. And so we put on a happy face when we come to church. You know, we post the good stuff on, on social media. But when we're alone, we worry, we fret. We, we have uh, the, this heaviness, uh, this dread that, that can be consuming at times. The fact is, fear can be overwhelming. And so the idea that you could live anxiousless, it seems far-fetched. It seems impossible. But I would remind you, with God, all things are possible. You know, the Apostle Paul, he understood the, the struggle. And Paul's in prison, and he's appealed to Rome. He doesn't know how long he's going to be in prison. He doesn't know if he's going to be freed or if he's going to be executed. And it's a situation where you would expect that Paul would be worrying, that he would be fearful, that he would be anxious. But it's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that he pens the words. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again, rejoice, let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. And this is the foundational truth that this entire series is based on, that the Lord is near in our lives. It says the, the fact of don't be anxious, you know, you know, God's near. We talked about the, last week, we asked the question, you know, why does God whisper? Because he's near. And I also believe the Lord whispers because we draw near. And Scripture says, as you draw near to the Lord, the Lord will draw near to you. And so they, they kind of work together. The fact is, for some of you, you're, you're facing a situation. And there's fear. I mean, it may be worried uh, about a, a job, you know. Maybe your finances. Maybe you're struggling with a relationship. Or uh, a lot of people freaked out about the future. The, the, no matter what you're going through, I want you to understand the Lord is near. He's close. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds 
in Christ Jesus. You know, with God, all things are possible. You know, with God, it is possible to live anxious less, to kind of dial it down. And I understand uh, anxiety is very complex. I understand it's psychological. It can be emotional. It can affect you physically. It can be situational. But I would argue it is always, always spiritual. And I'm also aware that we have to be kind of have a holistic approach to how we deal with it. But I want to be absolutely clear that if you're going to deal with anxiety, we should always pray. We should always pray, always. First response when, when we get anxious is that we pray. I mean, we may need to seek the help of a doctor. We may need the advice of a counselor. We may need to adjust our diets. We, as we talked last week, you, you may need to get your proper rest. Resist that temptation to isolate yourself. You know, the fact is we need each other. You need God-honoring friends that will help keep you grounded, that can encourage you and love you. All those things can be very, very helpful. I mean, God's provided them for you to, to help you. But today what I want to do is focus on the spiritual aspect of anxiety. And I think oftentimes it's kind of ignored. You know, anxiety is a little bit like that red light on the dashboard of your car. You know, the, the light, it indicates that there's trouble with the car. See, that light, that check engine light, is not the problem. The check engine light is indicating that there is a problem elsewhere. Now, if, if, if you're smart, um, you take your car to the manufacturer, you take it to a really good mechanic, somebody that intricately knows your particular vehicle, knows what it's going to take to fix it. And, and I don't want to sound simplistic because everything's complicated. It's more complicated than we make it sometimes. But anxiety is that red light. It's, that, it's a signal in your life it's alerting you that it's time to pray in your life. It's an indicator that something isn't right, that, that you need to go to the manufacturer, to your creator, the one who made you, that knows you. And the fact is, if it is big enough to worry about, it's absolutely big enough to pray about. If it's in your mind and it's causing chaos, it's on God's heart already. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, petition, thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You know, if you're worried uh, about uh, an upcoming doctor's appointment, pray. You're worried uh, about some decision you're making, whether it's the right one or not, pray. Some of you are worried about going back to school or back to the office. You pray in those moments. You're worried about your kids. What do you do? Pray. <laughs> Going to change jobs. Pray. 
a relationship, some struggle. You pray, you take your request to God, and you pray. You know, early in my uh, ministry, I, I realized I, I'd build up in a message, and then I would say, pray, and then release everybody, and soon they knew what to do. And then, then I began to realize as I talked to people, a lot of people don't know how to pray. You know, pray, prayer is one of those things where we take something and we make it way more complicated than it actually is. You know, people get stuck. They're like, you know, what are the prayer rules? You know, how do I do this? You know, how do I address God? What's the, what's the right terminology? How do I say the right thing? What if I say the wrong thing to God? You know, how, how do I kind of sign off on my prayer? Whatever. And, and we struggle with this stuff. And I want to say to you, forget about all those things. Just pray to God. You're, you're praying to a God that, that loves you, that knows you, that, that can fill in the blanks, that understands what you're saying. He understands what, what you mean when you say it. God, God is near. God is relational. Your, your language, formalities, absolutely do not matter. Your heart's what matters. You know, prayer Prayer is simply a conversation w- with God. And I think I've shared before, anybody that knows me well will know that I struggle praying publicly. And it's not because I'm uncomfortable praying. That's not the deal. I, I have to kind of shift gears because I really worry if I were to pray like I do privately, that it might not be well received. Because the, the fact is, I disregard all formalities when I pray. I, I just pour out my heart. I, I talk about my, my feelings to, to God. And so privately, what I, what I do, I have no sentence structure at all. I mean, I would make an English teacher cringe in my prayers. I'm married to one, by the way. But I just discard formalities with God. You know, privately, um, I'm more guttural, I guess I would say. You know, unfiltered. I don't worry about shock value or what. You know, I just say what I need to say. And I was thinking about the fact how long I've been in ministry and, you know, 16, I'm praying in front of, people not a deal you know help out with the church service i have never once in my entire life got done with a prayer and somebody come up and go man that was really nice prayer just haven't and and my point is is this i don't care and it doesn't matter you shouldn't worry about it either. You know, what matters is that you actually pray and that you talk to God about what's going on and you say it in your own words from here. There's no right or wrong way to pray. You just simply present your requests to God. Let, Let your needs be known and God will hear you. 
you know, I'm a grandparent. I've got four grandkids. And all of them have very different ways of communicating with me. They have their ways of letting me know their, their requests, something that they want me to know. And sometimes they're, they're abrupt about it. Sometimes they're like a little lawyer, you know, they're presenting their case and they want to make sure I get what, what, what they're telling me that I need to get. Some of them hint around at things because they're kind of hoping I'll catch it and then go, hey, is this what you're wanting to know about or is this what you're wanting? Some of them are, are talkers. They, they over-explain things. I call it grand-splaining, <laughs> you know. They just on and on and on. It varies according to what kid, according to the situation. They're all unique. They have their own approach. And guess what? That's okay with me. They can talk to me however they want to talk to me. I'm just glad they're talking to me. And so you go to God and you tell God what it is you want God to know. Make your requests known. Write it out if you need to. Sing it out. You can stumble around and say it. Take the long way. You could sigh. You could shout. In fact, it's okay to throw a fit with God. God is big enough to handle whatever it is you got to say and however you need to say it. God's just glad that you're talking to him. Make your request known. You know, Peter, one of the disciples, he's a follower of Jesus. And if you know anything about Peter, Peter had a lot of failures in his life. And those failures were, were very, very public. And he, he knew a lot about worrying and fretting. And the fact is, he dealt with a lot of anxiety, I think, in his life. And I love the way Peter kind of says this and speaks to the topic. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares. So when you're anxious, you cast your anxieties on God. You humble yourself in prayer. And some of you need to hear this. I mean, you're anxious and you're worried and you're afraid. And the fact is you do not need to work harder in your life. You don't have to produce more in your life. You just need to trust God more. You need to pray more. Pray about anything and everything that, that you worry about. See, God knows what you need. God knows how to fix it. God has the power to work things out in your life. I mean, do you feel down about something? Anybody feel depleted? Maybe overwhelmed? Anybody feel like you're sinking? You know, Peter says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may what? Lift you up in due time. And I love that imagery. Because you remember, Peter's the disciple that's on the boat, and he has the audacity to think, 
that he could get out of the boat and he could walk on the water with Jesus. And so he gets out of the boat. And if you remember the winds and the waves, they they overwhelm him. Anxiety overtakes him. He takes his eyes off of Jesus and he starts freaking out. I mean, he's sinking in the water. He's going to drown. And it's interesting because Jesus didn't say to him, he says, you're worthless, Peter. You're no good. Can't believe it. No, Jesus reaches out and he saves Peter. He lifts him up out of the water. Some of you feel like you're sinking. Maybe the problem, maybe, maybe. Maybe you feel like you're sinking because you're not reaching out for the mighty hand of God in your life. Some of you need to humble yourself and just reach out to God. You know, when you, when you lift your hands to God, it's a sign of a couple of things. One, surrender. I surrender, God. It's also a symbol of victory. See, when you, when you lift your hands to God, whatever the situation that you're struggling with, and you reach out to God, you experience both of those things at the same time. Now, the moment you surrender to God, you experience the, the peace of God in your life, a peace that transcends all understanding. And you also experience victory in your life. Now, I want to be very, very careful. Listen up. I don't want to be misquoted here. When I say victory, I am not saying that everything gets fixed immediately. I am not saying that everything will work out the way you want it to work out. By victory, I'm saying that you will realize in that moment that you lift your hands to God, that God is with you. You will experience God's care and God's comfort and his strength in that moment. You will realize that God has the ability to work out that situation and help bring you through it. But with anxiety, there's this cycle that goes on, isn't it? You feel anxious and worried and fearful, and the weight of that is heavy. You know why? Because you're trying to control something. You know, I'll fix this. I'll work harder and get through this. I'll straighten them out and then we won't have the problem. And here's the problem. You're trying to control something that you cannot control. You know, the fact is that anxiety it begins to build, and the, the more anxiety that you feel, what do you do? You try harder and harder and harder, and guess what? you got more anxiety. you got to break the cycle. you got to break the cycle. When you, when you feel yourself entering the, that anxious zone, so to speak, you have to embrace a truth, and here's the truth. You do not have the power to control whatever it is you're trying to control. I mean, let that sink in. You do not have the power to control what you're trying to control. But you always have the power to surrender to God. 
you know, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Because with God, all things are possible. You know, in the Greek, that, that word uh, cast, it means to, to throw, to release, to let go. It's not saying, okay, God, here I am. I'm going to give this to you. And then like an hour later going, yeah, take it back. I mean, that's why Paul, Paul reminds us in, in Scripture. He says, now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we ask or imagine or pray. God is more than able, way more. God is always good. God knows the way forward in our life. God's ways are higher than our ways. God is always working in all things to bring about good for those that love him. God will see you through. So you cast your cares on him. You got to release it though. You got to release your fears. You got to release your worries. You got to release the, that anxiety. And the fact is, it's a process. It's a process. I mean, it would be really great, I think, if you could take all your fears and your worries and all your anxiety and you could put them in a box, seal them up, and, and then cast them away and never have to deal with them again. I mean, that would be amazing. But, as some of you know, it doesn't work that way, does it? The fact is, it's actually a little more complicated than that. Because some of you, you go, well, you know, I've cast my anxieties to God. I've told God about it, but they just keep coming back. You know, something happens, something said, and all of a sudden, it just this random thought hits your, hits your mind. And all, all of a sudden, it's like, bam, it's back. And you release it, and it comes back. And so your, your anxiety gets triggered over and over again, and off you go. It's a run, isn't it? You've got to create a new pattern in your life. You've got to create a new pattern for dealing with those anxieties. You've got to create a new pattern so that you don't go down the same old anxious road that you've been on again and again and again and again. You've got to create a new pattern. You know, for instance, memorize Scripture. Why? So you can recall it. You know, when you get anxious, you, you could quote it to yourself. It will guard your heart and your mind. It will protect you in those moments. You know, when, when you get that anxiety and it gets triggered, in those moments you, you pray the Scripture back. You push against the lies. You push against the anxiety. You push against the, the fear with truth. The fact is, Satan's a liar. He's going to get in your head. You know, scripture says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You know, pray using Scripture. Personalize it for yourself. You know, you take a scripture like uh, Hebrews 13. 
and you just say, God, I know that you will never leave me or forsake me. No, Isaiah 54, 17, God, I, I know that no weapon formed against me will, will prosper. You know, it, today, I, I'd encourage you, some of you may have picked them up when you come in, but the big high tables out in the atrium, they've got prayer cards on them. They've got scripture cards on them. And I'd encourage you to pick one up. You know, tape it to the mirror in your bathroom so that you read it every morning to start your day. Or uh, I was thinking you could take a snapshot of it with your camera and uh, with your phone and you could make it, uh, turn it into your uh, screen, your home screen, or maybe put it on your desktop so that anytime you get anxious, you see it. You could look at it. You could read it. And if you read it enough times, guess what? You'll memorize it. And then you personalize your prayers around that, around the promises of God. It's powerful stuff. It may seem, you know, on the surface, you go, eh, it doesn't seem like it would be very helpful. Try it and see. It will change your perspective. You know, when that wave of anxiety creeps in, you push back by changing your focus. You know, Paul says, finally, beloved, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's pleasing, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, change your mind. You know, what is weighing on you these days? What are you afraid of? What are you anxious about? Future? Job? finances, marriage, kids, your health. I mean, what is it? Identify it. And when you experience anxiety about whatever it is, it is a signal alerting you to pray, to pray. You always pray in those moments. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Now, I want you to notice, this isn't peace the world's going to give you. It's not peace that you can manufacture. But it's peace that when you have it, God gives it to you. It cannot be taken from you because it's a gift from God which transcends all understanding. God, God's peace does not make sense to the world. It, it just doesn't. And it also means that we actually can have peace in the midst of situations that are tearing us up inside. We, we can actually experience God's peace in the midst of the difficulties and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Your, your heart and your mind is where anxiety wants to get a foothold. Anxiety wants to get in your brain and in your heart so it can mess you up. You guard your heart and you guard your mind with prayer. It's the protection. What are you anxious about? Cast your anxieties on God because he does care. Humble yourself before God 
you know, quit going it alone. I, I, sometimes I just want to scream, stop, stop it. Whatever the situation, make your request known to God. You don't have to tell the whole world, but you need to tell it to God. You need to say it. However you need to do it, you got to do it. So that when you're weary, when you're worn, when you're overwhelmed, when you're afraid, you can't make it through, that it's going to end awful. It may seem impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With God, it is possible to live anxiousless in your life. So we cast our anxieties on God. And we lift our hands in full surrender, knowing that God will give us victory. That's why Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always And I'll say it again, what? Rejoice. Do you see the passion there? Rejoice in the Lord always. Even when I'm sitting in prison, even when I don't know if I'm going to be executed, I'm going to say it again to the world, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. How is he able to do Say all this. Because the Lord's near. Because the Lord's near. Lord is always near, and he's near to you, whatever it is you're going through. Let's stand. We'll have a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, in a few moments, we're going to lift our hands in praise knowing that you hear us, that if we'll just humble ourselves, surrender ourselves to you. That you'll help us through whatever it is we're going through. God, I pray that, uh, I know there are some that are anxious, that are afraid. They're facing something and they're just not sure and so they're worrying God, I pray that they'd know you're near, that you're close. God, that they would just spill out to you however they need to say it. To just talk to you and know that it's in that surrender that they can find victory over whatever it is. That you'll get them through. God, we thank you for the promises of your word. We thank you that you know what's ahead. God, lift us up. Lift us up as we lift you up in worship and praise. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God's people said, let's surrender and worship God.